Let's pray. Thanks, Lord, for giving us a wonderful day. This is a day. You give us opportunity to praise your name, to express our love to you. Not only that, this is the day you call us to your worship place, house of God, and house of prayer, house of praising, so that you're going to speak to us and empower us and guide our steps into your will. Lord, sanctify us by your truth. Your word alone is the truth. Amen. When you saw the title of today's message, what kind of reflection and expectation did you have? I am pretty sure many of you thought, oh, pastor will give a message to love in action, and he may give us lots of applications, lots of applications. You need to do A, B, C, D, E, F, C. And or he used the law and then poke your heart and bring you a little bit of a guilty feeling to repent. And then we know that book of James says, the faith without action is dead. Yes, I can stir up your heart and give you a chance of self-examinations of your faith and life in the light of the word of God. However, I wanted to encourage you today and give you a confidence on your relationship with God. We love one another only because our God loves us first. Our pastors and the teachers, they are standing with the word of God in the front line of the spiritual battlefield every day. And while I am boldly teaching the word of God to the high school students and the teenagers, I've been experiencing how international students and non-believers and students from other religions may understand from their mind and brain about the message of the cross. And then I often ask them, do you know that Jesus died for you and moved your sins away from you? And they answer, yes. How? That is what I learned from you, Pastor. And I ask them again, Dan, do you believe? And they didn't answer, or someone say no. And I said, hey, my brother, my sister, I pray the Holy Spirit moves your heart so that your knowledge over here moves down to the heart, becomes your confession. Because I really want to have you and hang out with you in the heaven. Can a Christian be sure of where he or she stand with God? Can a believer can certain about going to heaven? Those who make evangelism calls, they find that most people respond to such question with, I hope, I think so. Many other strong people of God are troubled by their failure to be good enough Christian in their everyday life. In our text today, 1 John chapter 3, verse 18 through 24, St. John tells us how we can be confident Christian. 
St. John's readers were being threatened by the Gnosticism, which he asserts that knowledge is everything, and even is a higher than virtue of the world, and in which denied the incarnate of Jesus Christ. That's the big thing. In his same book, same letter, the first verse of this letter, he declared what he knew to be true about Christ. Jesus Christ is the incarnated word and the unique savior. You and me and believers are called to live a life of light of the Lord. Please listen to 1 John chapter 3. Dear children, let us not love with word or speech, but with actions and in truth. This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. And this is his command, to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. The one who keeps God's commands lives in him and he in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the spirit he gave us. Just a couple verses before our reading in John, 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 clearly says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. The reason the world does not like your confession and faith in Christian life is that they did not like your Lord. The child of God is no hypocrite. They do not pretend to love. The St. John calls us as a little children as Jesus addressed his disciples in the same loving manner. In God's great love, we are called the children of God. In his great love, we become a brother and sister. St. John urges with a sincere love for his brothers and sisters in Christ. Love with actions instead of talking only. Let us not love with word or tongue only. Our words are good tools to share our promises, to express your heart, and then make a commitment of love. However, if we never do what we say, the words are meaningless. And Apostle Paul also, he emphasized and he declared in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, his world famous chapter, if I speak in tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only resounding gong or a cleansing symbol. 
if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom of all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Did Paul and St. John, they teamed up, they make the special committee, the Bible writing committee. And then they, they make sure they're in, in a line. Yeah, we want to talking about that, love in action. So, John, you go that way, I go this way, but it must be in tune. Are they made some committee? I didn't think so. Their voices are echoing together because the Holy Spirit speaks truth through his disciples. Christians' love must be action in truth, which means that Christians will be known by what is done than by what is said. Wow, am I the only one who feels guilty right now because your pastor is the one who speaks about love a lot? However, to be sure, our love will always be imperfect. It is stained by our sins. It happened because of our fragile jars of clay, not because the treasure in our jars, which is Christ's love. When church ministry looks like a little hiccup, it's not because of the power of the love and his message, but because of our fragile of jars. Verse 20 gives us some assurance and comfort. It says, if our heart condemns us, we know that God is greater than our heart, and he knows everything. Our hearts condemn us every day. The child of God knows he has failed many times to love as God desires him to love. That's enough of a burden. But God, who is greater than our heart, and he knows everything, even he sees the sins we are not aware of. At the same time, God's knowing everything includes this. He chose you to be his children through faith in Christ. The restless conscience is given true rest through his forgiveness, the Christ won for the world by his resurrection. Remember this truth. And we love because God loved us first. Now St. John called us as friend. He speaks us with his heart. Yes, we receive from God anything we ask. Jesus also promised the same on several occasions about the prayer with the faith. However, we also know that certain limitations go with the promises. The real child of God does not ask for anything that is not good for him. And our God also does not give us anything that is not good for us. It is not the limitation of God's power, but it is our responsibility to use our requesting card to God. 
in other words, prayer. We may boldly ask God and dangerously ask God with self-denying, with cross-bearing, and with unselfish attitude, with unselfish mind, and with unselfish heart. As we remain in God's perfect love, we show our love for him because we obey his commands and do what pleases him. Your obedience is not the cause of God's love for you, but it is truly the result of God's love through you. We obey God's command willingly, gladly, because the joy of our salvation in Christ Jesus, we always want to do what pleases him. In many Sunday worship services before benediction, pastors say, brothers and sisters, go in peace, live in harmony with one another, and serve the Lord with what? With gladness. Could you make him smile? I believe yes. As your children could make you smile. In verse 23, it says, in Jesus Christ, in his name, we love one another. This is the new command from Jesus. This is a gospel command. This is not a law command, which says do and don't do. Then it comes with reward or punishment. But God's command to believe is the invitation and offer of his grace. St. John does not say, we should, we must, we ought to love one another for complete our salvation. Rather, he states a simple fact. One who believes in Jesus Christ is to love others. Just as Christ himself gave the command, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. We know he got the like, greatest command. Love your God and love your neighbor as yourself. And he gave us a new command. Love one another as Jesus have loved you. That's true love. Not depends on us but full of love and full of truth. Since Christ lives in us, we are able to do what we would never be able to do without him before, to truly love others. This is the line between the people in the world. They live in charity as a good man and generosity without the truth. Jesus. And the believers who love one another. The differences are coming out from the different sources of their confidence. Where your confidence comes from. You must say, Jesus, our true vine, not your wallet. The believer's confidence is based purely on the promises of gospel. The amazing grace of God has saved us. Jesus' obedient sacrifice atoned for all our sins 
And Jesus' victorious resurrection is our victory over sin and death by the gift of faith. His righteousness is made ours. Let us go back to the high school classroom story. Those students who knows what happened on the cross and why they could answer. And those students can recite the Apostles' Creed as the objective knowledge and as objective Christian, those people's faith, they must because in one week they're going to have an exam only. They cannot know from their heart. They cannot confess from their mouth unless the Holy Spirit gives to them. That is why we do not do as the world-famous preacher Billy Graham did. He often make the people after the message, please rise if someone moved your heart and who make decision, raise your right hand and repeat after me the sentence of acceptance of Jesus as their Savior. Seems like it is powerful, right? Lord, I made the decision today. Come to my life. You're my Lord from now. In this case, the people are burdened to obey and decide to believe in Jesus. I never saw in the Bible, gospel comes with burden. Gospel comes with joy and full of forgiveness and grace. If the burden were on us to decide to believe, we could never be certain if we had done it right. Again, this is a gospel command. The word have the power to bring us to faith even as they ask us to come to faith. In verse 24 says, the one who keeps God's commands lives in him and he in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the spirit he gave us. God loves us and dwells in us by the Holy Spirit. This cannot be seen or proven but it is, an in, it, is, it is an invisible dwelling, and then there are visible, tangible evidences of it. The fruit, our works of love, are the fruit of the Spirit. Our works of love show on the outside what exists inside of us. Jesus says, love one another as I have loved you. What's in your wallet? None of my business, even though I'm interested. <laughs> you have enough money to play golf with me or not? But what is in your heart? Yes, this is my business because it is my calling from God to share his great love for the people who have empty heart, who has full of guilt, and who has full of arrogance, who got the wrong number to build on their foundation of life. We love and practice Christian love toward each other. Our practice of love leaves much to be desired and often causes our heart to condemn us. You're not enough, Paul. But love is alive, and love is practiced, and God knows it. 
there is never room for egotistical self-righteousness in the believers. As Apostle Paul always proclaimed and singing, when Jesus crucified on the cross, I put myself on the cross with Jesus Christ. But there can and be, will be a spirit-empowered confidence in God's grace and works in you and me. Brothers and sisters, again, remember and hold this truth. We just studied the first John 3, but if you go to first John number four, it says, Dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and God is love, and his love is made complete in us. Amen.